Welcome to How to Decorate from Ballard Designs, a podcast all about the trials and triumphs of decorating and redecorating your home. Each week, we'll help you unleash your inner decorator. I'm Caroline, and I'm on the marketing team. And I'm Taryn, and I'm a product designer. And I'm Liz. I head up the Ballard creative team. We're your host. Join the expert team at Ballard Designs for tips, tricks, and tales from interior designers, stylists, and other talents in the design world. Plus, we'll answer a listener question at the end of each show. So don't forget to send them to podcast at ballarddesigns.net. Yes, we love answering them. Now, on with the show. Our guest today is designer Travis London of Studio London Co. A celebrity chef turned interior designer, Travis fuses American design sensibilities with European glamour. His distinctive point of view on color and interiors has been recognized by media outlets, including Architectural Digest, Domino, and more. Travis, welcome to the show. Thank you guys so much for having me. So nice to meet you, ladies. It's so (laughs) great to meet you, too. We had so much fun digging through, I mean, because we go deep, you know, so we had fun looking at all your images. So much fun. You must have, like, enjoy everything you do, it looks like. My images or my personal life? Both are up for discussion. Uh, both. <laughs> both. I mean, it was all great, but I'm glad they're all open. <laughs> I do love what I do in design. I love color. You know, for me, a life without color is a life without love. That is very well said. And it's apparent in all of your room images how much you love color. Okay. I mean, we could we could just jump in right there and just talk about how how you go and mix so many different bright colors in any given room. What's your personal philosophy on mixing colors or selecting colors for a space? So you know what, Liz, that's a good question. For me, color is very personal. So when I'm designing a space, I think about what you want to feel in that space and what emotion you're trying to emote. When I think of the colors for that room, if you look at my living room, which I have an orange sofa and two pink chairs, and my living room is where we entertain our friends. In this room, I wanted to be youthful, playful, adolescent. I wanted to remember times of childhood because that's how we feel when we're with our friends. And those are the two colors that make me specifically feel youthful and young and carefree. So those are the colors I chose for the living room space. Love it. Well, I, I'm actually stopping you because hold up. You have an interesting background. I want to like lay <laughs> this out for people because I have so many more color questions that I'm going to forget to s- back up. Okay, down we back, kick Taryn. Yeah. How did you get here again? Tell me about growing up and then, okay, you went to chef and now you're decorating. Tell me more. Yes. So I never graduated from high school. I actually got my GED and I had created a party promotion company. It was not 21, so it was not legal to actually even drink in LA, (laughs) but I was already hiring people to bring in a certain aesthetic into clubs. Um, So I was going to nightclubs at a very early age. Friends had always asked me to throw dinner parties for them because I always knew how to cook from my grandparents who taught me everything. Never used a hand mixer even until I was in culinary school. So I then at 21 was like, I want to go to culinary school and I actually want to open my business up as a catering and event planning company. Moved to New York, went to the French Culinary Institute. Uh, then I launched my catering business and I did all the events for the Gagosian Gallery, for many celebrities, um, network television. Um, and then in 2015, so also backstory, my catering company was called <laughs> was called Healthy Chic Eats because I was all about presentation because you eat with your eyes before your senses. So design was always still a part of it. And in 2015, mm-hmm. I closed my company to move to Paris to actually really learn more about design and really expand my knowledge. And then that's how Studio London Co. started. 
Easy that peasy. I like that he step. said it in yeah. like, yeah, 30 seconds, but like took us to a lifetime tour around the world. Um, <laughs> okay, so you obviously are a feast of life and love love it all. But going from like even New York to Paris, you lived in Paris, correct? Paris and Milano, yes. <laughs> I love how he says it correctly. <laughs> Yes, how that has really um, kind of helped to round out what your kind of visual is now and your look. Very, very true, Tarn. So basically, I have an influence, a European influence in all my design. And it came from my, so I lived a year and a half in Paris. And I lived a year and a half in Milan, Italy. So yes, you really see European influences in all my designs. One of the things I love is I love always painting the ceilings the same color as the walls, which is actually a European thing. It's American designs where we did the ceiling and the borders a different color. Europe, it's all mm-hmm. one. It also makes the space bigger, which we'll get into that because that's part of our call today. So, yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. You, you just keep going on it, though. So how, I want to make my room big. Let's talk about it. Okay, so you want to make a room big and you're worried about space. And this is a huge issue for people in New York. This is a huge issue for people in metropolitan cities where space is very limited. One of the biggest, biggest tips I'm going to share with everyone listening to make a space bigger (laughs) Paint the borders, the ceiling, the trim, the wall, everything the same color, because then your eye has no breakage. So then all you see is that color and it makes the room feel bigger. When you have a breakage in room, your eye will then distinguish where the breaks is, where the ceiling is and everything. And then you'll know the size of the room. When it's all the same color, you don't know. And it feels bigger than it really is. Okay. So then going back to color, how are you selecting colors? Like, should you go light? You've talked about vibrant colors. like. What should you do with your walls to make your rooms feel more expansive? Liz, it's personal, honey. Color is personal. So when it comes to choosing, <laughs> when it comes to color is like men, very personal choice. But when it comes to choosing <laughs> color, you need to figure out what you want to emote in that room. If it comes to your bedroom, you want to go with colors that make you feel sexy, that make you feel confident, that make you feel in charge. When it comes to your dining room, you want to go with colors that make you feel chic, that make you feel glamorous, and that make you feel like the entertaining piece de resistance. You know, that you need to go with colors that are feeling the emotions that you want to feel in that room and that make you feel that way. That's why with me, this is so funny and I'm giving away all my secrets on this podcast, but with me, (laughs) many, you know, many designers, they start when they get a client, they take the client to showrooms, they show samples. I actually don't. I take a client shopping with me and we see, and I like to see what clothes they're gravitating to and what colors make them feel certain ways. Awesome. So how has Miami influenced your influence on color? Oh because my God. everything Miami is so fantastic color. Color is all around us in Miami. As people live their whole lives to retire in Florida one day. That's like the goal for so many people. They're like, I'm going to work my ass off and then I'm going to retire in Florida. And then when they come in Florida, they get to have more fun and get to express themselves in ways they would have never expressed themselves before because now they can live free. Even people that have homes in Miami, this is their second or third residence. And their, you know, their main home is where they're more serious at. That's where they, that's a family home. That's more serious. Miami is always a place where people have more fun. They take more risks and they want color because Miami is such a vivacious, colorful city on its own. Okay. If I want to take more risk, what do I do? What would you recommend for me? If I was like, listen, I just want to be more risky. Okay, so I would first tell you to figure out who you really are inside. 
a lot of people, when they want to take risks, they'll, you know, they'll, they'll call me and they'll be like, wow, okay, I want to do this. I want this in my home. But what I have in my home is not for you. It's not going to mm-hmm. work. You're going to hate it eventually because you're really just following a trend. If you like my stuff, this is what it'll be a trend to you. You have to figure mm-hmm. out. Well, who are you really inside? You know, what is the fun part of you? What is the part of you that you don't get to express every day? Once you figure that out, then you'll know what risk to take. And the risk to take from there is to show that side of you that you don't Mm -hmm. show in normal life. Show that and express that in your home. So take my favorite dress that I don't ever wear and Mm -hmm. make it my my best robe. Okay, so for example, what color do you wear when you want to feel sexy, you want to feel desired and power? What are the colors you go to and you gravitate to? Mm, I mean, it's probably bright colors, you're right. Yellow, yeah. Yeah? But okay. Yellow. Yeah, yeah. red, definitely red. So, okay, so for, so for one, if you said to me that you want to take risk, we're going to use more yellow. Liz, for you, if you wanted to use more risk, we're going to use more red. We're going to use those colors, though, in your bedroom because that's where you want to feel sexy. You want to feel empowered. You want to feel desired. You want to be, I mean, you want to be fantasized about. So those are the colors Mm -hmm. that make you feel that. Those are the two colors we're going to use in your bedrooms. Okay. What about my, okay, my dining room. So this is for all my guests. This is me having dinner with friends. What would you tell me for there? Like, how would you start? Well, first I would ask you, what emotion do you want your guests to feel in the dining room? What do you want to portray when you're entertained? (laughs) (laughs) This is fun because I'm like, I don't know. I think just, I want like a very, I want people to feel at home, but like very playful and fun because I want to have a fun evening. I want to play games. I want to have loud music. If this turns into dancing, absolutely. So your dining room works also has like just a place where you also can be fun. And also, do you play games in your Mm -hmm. dining room with friends? Sure, I could. Yes, I want to. Dancing on the table in the dining room. This is huge to know. I'll need a better dining table. But yes, sure. Yes. (laughs) And and what colors, when you want to be playful and fun, since that's what you want your guests to feel, what colors do you gravitate to? Do you wear when you want to be playful and fun and you're going out for a night of dancing with friends? See, this is where I think more pattern and animal print. And this is where, like, again, getting like this mix for sure. Okay, so for your dining room, we're going to do something very eclectic. We're going to do layer patterns. We're going to layer prints. And that's what we're going to express in your dining room. Because if that makes you feel playful and fun, and that's the emotion we want your guests to feel, then in your dining room, which is separate from your bedroom, because you told me for powerful and sexy, you want it yellow. But for your dining room, you just said to be playful and fun. You want patterns, mm-hmm. layers, textures. That's what we're going to have in your dining room. Okay. And that's how Tara, we're going to You've got a mood board already. This is yes. great. Wait, I let me send you my feet. I'm giving away too much stuff right now. <laughs> let me send you, my feet. <laughs> um, you can charge me at the end of this. Absolutely. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, these are good. I think it's good for everyone listening because, again, this is called How to Decorate. I think everybody needs to, like, think about you're empowering um, all of our listeners to kind of Amazing. think about what they want to infuse in people um, as they come in your home. Okay. Kitchen was another one I wanted to ask you about because I figured as a chef, you probably have a very either strict or you're open to like, how do you do a kitchen? What's the best way to do a kitchen? Say I have uh, ample space, not New York, because I assume that's very more meticulous because it's smaller. But yes, Miami, even. 
for the kitchen, I always mm-hmm. start with the cookware. I have to have five ply cookware. I need stainless steel. I also need cast iron. I need everything available because I use, he uses it all. So I need mm-hmm. all good cookware. And also when it comes to cookware, I want you to think of, be colorful with your cookware as well. You know, my cast iron cookware, I have an orange and blue. Think of it as jewelry for your kitchen. Your design does not stop in the actual rooms. It carries on to your kitchen. So everything mm-hmm. you have in your kitchen is just an accessory of your design aesthetic. It should not be this whole different space that's like, you know, I think growing up, we think of our house because I so basically let's get backstory. Someone I'm not going to say who is in their childhood home right now. We're not going to say who this person is, but they are there. So <laughs> growing up, you know, your house always had an aesthetic, and then you get to the kitchen, and it's like this completely different space that like. It's warm and inviting, yes, but it doesn't go with the aesthetic of the house. We now know today from You Know Better, You Do Better, the design aesthetic carries on to the kitchen. So that also starts with your cookware. Think of your cookware and your kitchen accessories as jewelry for your kitchen. It's only going to highlight your aesthetic all around. It's only going to amplify it. Um, I always put in care. Has I'm huge into storage. So if you open any drawer in my kitchen, everything is like, it's insane. I'm like OCD because I have everything perfect. There's a place for everything. It also comes from the chef background. You need everything in its place. When you're in a kitchen and you have meals going mm-hmm. out, and you're catering for an event, you need everything in its place where you know where it's at. So it also comes from that as well. I also, because of my chef background, I think of someone cooking and I think of ease of access. You know, like we got to have everything ease of access and you need space. If you don't have space, you make space. But I'm always thinking of that just from my culinary background. So jewelry for your kitchen, takeaway, let your mm-hmm wear, be an aesthetic, a design aesthetic extension of it. And also think of ease of access. Make sure everything is organized and make sure it's easy to cook and entertain. And also a huge tip, which I'm going to tell you guys, this is lifestyle. The same plates we use for our everyday are not the same place we use for dinner, honey. Those are two different plates, two different things. So that's a huge tip also. When do I use what? Yeah. Well, the dinner plates are going to be, that's your more upscale plates. Those are for dinner. Mm-hmm. Those are not for lunch or breakfast, unless it's a fancy lunch. Your everyday plates are the plates you're okay with breaking, and it's it's those, that's fine. Also, mm-hmm. I'm awful big into glassware. If you come into my house and you say you want water, but then you get a highball glass, that's not a water goblet. We're going to use the appropriate, you know, <laughs> glassware for whatever drink. I'm sure. <laughs> yes. Um, I was going to ask you about that. I was going to ask you about if you had any um, dinnerware uh, and flatware, like suggestions or tips or tricks or things you love or hate on the table. For me, what it, you know, your everyday plates, again, it has to go with your kitchen decor and it has to go with the aesthetic of your home. So my everyday plates are these beautiful, you know, kind of black and white marble looking plates, which I love. And they're handmade. They're very rough. So you can't put on the dining table because it's scratched. But my beautiful dinnerware plates, those are handmade in Italy. Those are Richard Niahui, beautiful plates. I love it. It has like figurines of like male bodies, which we love. Those are, and they're also very colorful. So like when you put them all on a set, like not all the colors go together, which I love as well, because that makes it seem like you collected them over time. But your dinnerware plates are always more special than your everyday plates. And you need glassware for every drink. There's a different glassware for a water goblet, highball glass, a martini, a margarita. I mean, no matter what, you need glassware for everything. Okay. So there's a specific glassware for every occasion. Got it. Yes. And that came from my mom. Do you guys remember growing up Princess House? Do you remember Princess uh, House Crystal? No. No? Oh, my God. Let me put you up no. on game. 
So basically, Princess <laughs> Princess House was like this cat. It was like kind of what Tupperware was. So you went and had crystal parties. You know, like the ladies, my mom and her friends got together. And Your mom sounds over. wonderful going to Princess. Yeah, I know. She taught me all this. And someone came over and they showed you all this beautiful crystal and things like that. So that was Princess House crystal. So my mom had this incredible crystal collection. And that got me into always using a different glass for something and having a beautiful array of glasses, which I love. And I've collected them over time. I get things from here and there. I love crystal from my mom. Okay, but what about quantities? How many how many pieces in each different type of glassware should we have or plates? Because you entertain big parties. So is it 12? Is it 40? Like, what are you what are you doing for quantities? So downstairs at my dining table, I only keep three chairs down there because that visually looks better. But I actually have eight dining chairs that I keep upstairs total. So I have eight plate sets. Now I do throw larger dinner parties and I rent a larger table. For the larger dinner parties, I rent the extra plates. Uh, Then I just mix them in with my plates. But you want to have a set of plates for how many chairs as you have, number one. So from that, for every glasses that I have, I have 10 glasses. So I have eight for for a set, but then I have two extra as well. So I have 10 glasses of, 10 quantities of every glasses that I have. Mm. And is that because people will set something down and forget about it or, okay. Yes. That is a great tip. (laughs) That is a great tip. I'm like now going through my, my dish inventory. In my head. I, lo- I love how we can always tell when someone's singing about it, then they're like, oh, wait a second. Yes, it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> it just sounds like white. Well, that, according to Oprah, is an aha moment. <laughs> well, that's, an aha. that's true. You're not- yes, absolutely. While we're speaking about dining rooms, you just uh, did the dining room in the iconic AD the house. iconic home show house. Yes. Um, tell yes. us about that experience and um, so that everyone can like look it up because I loved it. It was incredible. So just to give you a backstory, this was a virtual show house and it was amazing. They launched it last year for the first time. Show houses are specific to city locations. You actually have to physically be there. They're usually New York, Texas, um, Palm Beach, and not everyone can make it to those locations. And this show house is virtual. So we'll always sit online. You can actually go and you can turn your head. It's very 3D. Um, so it just opens it up to so many people who wouldn't be able to get to a city. And also last year during COVID, no one was traveling. It was risky, honey. Now we're vaccinated. We can we can go out, but who still can go to certain cities? Right. With the show house, the house essentially is in upstate New York, and it is the bones of the house is very traditional. From my room, I wanted to play with the ideas of what we thought were traditional. And when I thought of who was living in that home and what they wanted in the guest room, I mean, what they wanted in the dining room, excuse me, I felt they wanted their guests to be fun. They wanted to have fun. They wanted to be playful because the house is traditional. So I did traditional elements in the sense of the statues. You know, we have a statue of Zeus, which is a very traditional statue, but he's holding the hand of a dog. So like I played with what we thought was traditional. I did pink, which is my favorite color. I did pink, but on the mirror, I mirrored the whole ceilings because also the theme of the house was sustainability. And for me, sustainability starts, it, it starts with what we do. 
Whatever we do today affects the future. So whatever change we're making today personally is going to have an impact on the future. So I wanted you to always look at yourself and think about what you're doing to be sustainable and how that affects everybody. You know, the one thing through COVID that we all learned is we all are connected. Something can happen around the world that affects all of us. So sustainability starts with us. So I did the mirror so you can see yourself, but the mirror is a pink mirror. I did a bar, which I did moss. I did a living moss wall, which creates an oxygen system in the house. Um, I did very fun statues. One statue is an NFT, which again plays with what the future is and futuristic elements. Um, Yeah. And then I did, you know, I reupholstered some vintage dining chairs, um, which is sustainable. And also the dining table is from reclaimed wood. So I played with a lot of ideas of what we thought sustainability was, of what we thought traditionalism Mm -hmm. was. um, And I brought it to life thanks to the AD team and the boundary. Um, Yeah. It is an incredible room and and hallway that leads you into the room. This is kind of like a lounge bar hallway that leads into the dining area. And it's not just pink walls. Like they are gorgeous pink walls, but the trim I think you left out the color of the trim. The, the neon green trim. And also yeah. the paint on the walls. <laughs> it is, is it's hot. Thank you. It, it's also a metallic paint. And the paint on the walls is from my paint collection, Studio London Co., that I'm launching in December. Oh, that's Very so exciting. Cool. Yes. That is so exciting. And um, it is hot. I mean, that green is on fire. And okay. So yeah. Can we get you some green walls? Can we make that Absol- happen? Yeah, absolutely. I'm all in. <laughs> Chartreuse <laughs> is Taryn's color. Yes, that is. I see that. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yes, mm-hmm. I know. My outfit currently is not really representing my real true self, but that's just that was what today was in order. But yes, my headphones are. Those are picked. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. This is this is probably our first sh- shirtless interview this we've is. done on the show. But you know. Well, first time for everything. I had thought about it. Thanks for yeah. showing up. <laughs> <laughs> um, back to the show house, just because, again, I kind of studied your room because it just felt so layered. And I was trying, you know, when you love something, they tell you to kind of like, what is it? And I just loved that you did that mirrored ceiling also, because it just makes this like really playful look of you're like, where does this room end? Because at first I thought it was two stories when I was uh, when I did the tour, the virtual tour. And then I was like, hold up. I'm an idiot. That's mirror. (laughs) Did you do the same, Liz? It's it's pretty amazing where I had to do a double take. And for our listeners out there, you can go through this room while we're talking about it. It's virtual. You can walk through and click through the entire house and you can spin the camera up to check out these incredible ceilings and I mean, it just does so much. Those chairs are so much oh more. Oh my gosh! Like a Where did you find those chairs? Yes, first dibs. Uh, they're first fantastic. Dibs. Such a good find. They lean back. I mean, it it feels like yes. this is the lounge, not just the dining room. It feels like this is the lounge and the place where things are going to happen. And crazy conversations are going go to go. Just going to flow. Dancing with friends. Yes, this is it's, the room where it's all going to happen. That is that is the room. This There's ample room for dancing around mm-hmm. the table. On the table. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess you wouldn't want to mess up this table. Yeah. Well, so maybe it's it's very sturdy. Reclaimed from. It's made from reclaimed wood. It is a very sturdy table. Have is this you something you're going to build into all of your rooms now? Is, is the table sturdy enough to dance on? That's the thing. That's what you need to know. Yes, we need to figure out the yes. table sturdy enough. To dance. <laughs> 
Did you um did you get to do all the lighting as well? Because I I saw there was a lot of backlit and low lit lights. And yes. how did you decide? Because I know that gives a certain vibe. How did you decide where to put all the lighting in this room? Well, when you think of the space, the light, so like the bar room essentially has no direct light. And also mm-hmm. there's only the all we have is the, you know, the the doors that open to outside for the light in the dining mm-hmm. room. So I needed to add additional light that illuminated the space. So I added light around the fireplace picture and also around the picture on the side of the dining table. And I also did the backlit thing in the bar area to add more elements of light and also just elements of sexy because the light is so, the light is actually a pink light as well. It's a neon pink light. So it just, it gives you light, but it also just adds an element of sexy and whimsy. And I love elements of whimsy and sexy because he's very sexy. So it's a great combination (laughs) of both. Well, everybody looks great surrounded by pink and with those pink lights. Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone looks everyone, great. Everyone looks everybody. a little flushed, a little, yeah. Yeah. Okay. What would you wear to a dinner party in this room? Well, I probably would wear a leopard outfit because I love leopard. So I can okay. see me with either a see through snakeskin leopard shirt and leather pants and leather boots, which is actually my go to outfit if you ever see me around. that's awesome it it definitely does say wear your versace yes 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 actually my townhouse is not too far from the versace mansion so very iconic living here (gasps) oh my gosh i have you since how long have you been in miami sorry i moved here last year february Oh my gosh. So have you already redone rooms again? Like after being so influenced by, you know, where you live, have you already started redoing more? I will be redoing my entire house in January of next year. Wow. Different colored, all different stuff. Okay. So you moved in February of 2020. Yes. And then lockdown, you're stuck in your house. Did you just go to town and redo (laughs) everything while you were in there? Yes. So you know what? That's a good question. So life came to a screeching halt. So you had time to think about everything. Um, And I really had time to focus on what I wanted to portray in this room. And but I went through a journey. So for me, you know, I always say there's no there's no life without color. If there's no love, my dog, one of my dogs had died last year during COVID in May. And I went through a deep depression. I didn't want love in my life. So I had all the walls and ceilings of my house painted black. I had all the furniture upholstered black because I could not accept love. And for me, color is love. And I was just like, I'm done. Um, And once I got my happiness back, I had everything reupholstered again. That's where we see the orange. That orange sofa was black. Um, Oh, my gosh. The only thing I kept black was the the screening room couch because it actually does work. So I kept that black, but I had everything reupholstered and everything repainted. And yes, I was able to focus on this house only, this project, because we weren't around people. Um, And yeah, I really put my energy into it. And now I want to express a different emotion and a different me. And there's so much more I want to say now. And I'm redoing the whole house. I think of my house as my own personal show house. Mm -hmm. Always in construction. I don't know how you always live in construction, though. I get the whole outcome is like fantastic, but the construction part and to live in it while you're doing it. Are you like going somewhere and coming back? So I want to do it in a week. So like everything we need to do, the painting, everything, I want to do it in a week. So I've been ordering stuff, keeping it in Mm. storage. So then when I have everything, we'll have the poster, a poster, everything. And then we'll do a week change out because I live. Ah. I won't do it again. Um, We'll do a week change out. That's like the goal. I love but it. I mean, 
he's always under construction as well. So like, you know, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to talk about um, actually, because I could tell and from your images and everything that you love your dogs and love my um, baby. It's not so upset as you guys know. I I come home. One of my dogs found the seam for the staircase runner and she pulls it out. And I know it was Stella because Stella always does these things. And she pulls it out and I come home and the whole bottom of the carpet is, is missing on one of the steps because she pulled out the whole seam and it's just all this, all this carpeting is now just like (laughs) here. And I'm like, Oh my God, why would you do this? You like I, I and I know it was her. <laughs> I love that you know which one too. You're like, oh, I know which one. <laughs> yes, I know the ones that do certain things. Well, I do feel like there's so many of us that have you know pet love, but we hate what pets do to our homes. Um, so, is there anything you put in for your puppy dogs, or um, you just anything specific? Because I also saw you had some cute dog beds too. I have um, a dog room. So I do have a dog room in the kitchen because, so I had two pantries. I didn't need one of them. So I took it out and I turned that into a dog room. I basically had my little guy Pierre painted and I had it turned into wallpaper and um, a fabric. And I made that the dog room. They love hanging out in there when I'm cooking. They love, cause they, I'm always cooking. So they love being with me. The fabric of my bed is silk. Dogs are going to get into shit. It's just life. Pets are going to get in things in general. You just got to know what type of fabrics are going to stand the test of time with them. So I always look at the number of rubs a fabric has tested to know, mm-hmm. okay, if it lasted 200,000, my dog's not going to kill it. You know, like I mm-hmm. always like think of things like that when I'm designing a space with animals involved. Where do you get those cute beds? Do you have those made? Custom. Some cute animal. Pro- mm. Custom. Okay. Customization just- is the truest form of luxury. <laughs> that. See another great quote. We can. You are just giving them to us. Yes, I drop gold, always. <laughs> okay, you talked about healthy eating. Is there any way you can kind of speak to how you keep that up in your busy lifestyle? I know that's not about decorating, but it's something very vital with definitely, us all going on. Yeah, as a chef, it definitely gets hard sometimes. So I work out twice a day. Um, and I do, I meal what? prep. And when? I know. I know. How do I find the time? It's crazy. Early in the morning and then middle of the day. It's the only times I could get it in. Um, like today I knew I was busier, so I did two workouts already, which is why I was kind of running behind on this. Um, but I work out twice a day because Miami, you, my, in Miami, you're not in the game if you're not fit. I just saw a study yesterday that said, Miami has the most healthiest and happiest residents in all of U.S. because 86% of its residents work out at least once a week, which releases endorphins, and this is very, very true. But I meal prep, so I will go to Costco. I love Costco, not only for gas, but also just for food. And I meal prep, so I meal prep my food at the beginning of the week to have it already out. So all I have to do is warm it up, which is, it makes it so much easier to stay healthy and stay consistent. Because when you're trying to have a healthy lifestyle, you have to be consistent and it's the consistency. And when our lives are so busy, because we're all, we all have a million hats, we're all juggling so much, mm-hmm. you yeah. have to meal prep. Meal prep is a game changer. Make your meals, okay. have everything meal prep, just warm it up, you're good to go. What is one of your favorite go-tos? To eat or like if I'm cheating or being healthy? Mm, let's both. do both. Okay. If I'm cheating, there's nothing like Mexican. I'm Mexican and black. So for me, Mexican food is like when you're like last meal on earth, I'm like, bring me the burritos. Like I'm just all in game changer. 
that's my that's my happy place. Um, what I also though like, oh my god, this is this is crazy. Too much information. I love the McRib from McDonald's, and I don't know what it is because we all know McRib have we know that ribs have bones. I don't want to know what it is. I just got an alert because I'm on a group. I'm on an alert message to alert me when the McRib is available, and I got an alert that I will be back in November. And I texted to my best friend, who's also my trainer, and I'm like, "Listen, you already know. I don't want to hear it because I'm going to be having two McRibs a day. Like, and that's just." That's just how it's going to be. I'm sorry. Um, Will no. you add in another workout for another for, McRib? Yes, yeah. I will. For a McRib, yes, I will. And he will make me work out three times a day. So, yes, I will. If I'm being healthy, I love salmon. Salmon is the best thing you can eat for yourself. When I was mm-hmm. 16, I remember I read Dr. one of Dr. Paragon's book, and he's very big on the anti-inflammatory diet, and he's big on salmon, omega-3s, and he also has a skincare line. And I then learned about the benefits of salmon. Salmon is my go-to. If I have an important event, I'll eat salmon twice a day for three days because what it does is it contours your jawline. It just just everything gets tighter and plumper, so it just gives you this amazing glowy complexion. Even if you're working out, or trying to lose weight, salmon is great for that as well. So salmon is my go-to healthy dish. Uh, and how okay. do you prepare that? Because if you just say I, salmon, I'm not in, but I'm okay. sure you make it good. I do. So I do my salmon in the oven with a glaze. It's basically two parts sriracha, two parts maple syrup. And it's, it's spicy, but not that spicy because the maple syrup makes it sweeter. So it's like a spicy sweet. Um, I just do that on top and glaze it and then I, it's done. I do it with quinoa and a salad. I mean, that that okay. sounds delicious. So you're right. I can see how you do that and <laughs> and get to such good tips. See, this is why we go into food with chef. I mean, you're so how how do you are you continuously defining yourself? Are you still like dabbling in the chef world? Are you, you know, full train in design? What is this brand? I know you're working on paint now. Who He's, is like, so where are you headed? He's lifestyle. Get to know me now, guys, because one day okay. I'm going to be. Martha Stewart. It's everything that I'm in. It's not only food, it is interior design. It's it's healthy. It's it's all around. So under the umbrella of my brand, I will be launching directed consumer furniture and cookware, which will all be coming out next year and also early 2023. So it is full lifestyle. Um I love I design has always been me. Growing up, I was always rearranging my parents' bedroom. For my 16th birthday, my parents bought me the book I still have here in my bookcase, Do Not Disturb by Gianni Versace, which is just all his homes. And I tried to recreate his home in Lake Como. It has my bedroom when I was 16. Design was always me. It's what oh I know. Oh, gosh. But I also know food. I know food because I grew up with it. My grandparents cooked. We we actually had chickens and we grew collard greens and corn. I know food. It's something that I know without thinking or having to ask somebody on, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. They're both two parts of me that are very, very big parts of my identity. I can't imagine one without the other. My catering business is not anymore today. It is interior design. But even with that, I get clients all the time. They're like, hey, we want to have an event for to show the house off or whatever. Can you tell us how to plan it and come up with a menu? Like I still get asked that today. And I'm like, of course, because I love it. Um, so it's still me. Those are Those are the elements of me. I love it. I love it. You're, I'm a lifestyle. Just yes. get used to it. I love it. <laughs> he's here. That is fantastic. We can't um, wait to see what you have. <laughs> well, this is so fantastic. 
Yes, thank you for any all those tips and tricks. Is there any um, massive pet peeve you have when you come into a client's home that you just want it to go away forever? Oh, that's a good question. Okay, let me think. Pet peeves. Well, well number one, just automatically, because I've mentioned it before, I hate when someone, like, if I go in someone's house and I ask for water and they serve me water, not the water goblet, because oh. they don't know. Mm-hmm. I hate you that. say like, that one. That is automatic okay. pet peeve for me. I hate it when someone comes in my house and they, like, grab a glass that's not the appropriate glass. Um, I hate, um, you know, it's weird, because that's my only pet peeve, because, to be very honest with you, ladies, Design is very personal. And maybe if I don't mm-hmm. want to do something in my house the way someone else has done it, or I wouldn't do my designs that way. I understand that design is personal. My house is not for everybody, nor is my designs. So when I go in someone's mm-hmm. house, full transparency, I don't think of pet peeves. I don't, unless they ask me, and I have to really think, I accept that this is mm-hmm. their reality and this is where they're comfortable at. And I don't think of a pet peeve except the glasses. If you bring me a, uh, you know, a highball glass and I ask for water, then I'm like, oh my God, I got to get out of here. Like, but, like, honestly, that's my only, that's my no, only. No, that, that's a perfect answer. You are allowed to be that kind. I like no, it. No, it's honest. But also I think like, like me, you come in my house. So, or any house I do, a house is an experience. It does not stop. I always say it does not stop with the design. Design is just a part of it. It's a all it's all of experience we're curating. Anyone who comes in my house, they'll tell you. They walk out with a smell. And I love getting texts the next day like, oh my God, I could still smell your house on my clothes. So I so I do custom scents for clients and also for my okay. home. And I have a fragrance machine hooked up to my AC unit and it just blows down fragrance constantly because design is not just the aesthetic of the room. It is the whole experience that we're cultivating and that we want you to experience. Like I said, it's lifestyle. So when you come in my home or any house I do, you'll notice the smell. It's like going in a hotel. So think Mm. about that also, guys. Be aware of the smell and the scent in your house. Lord, I don't even want to think about it right now. (laughs) But... Okay, so having a scent machine attached to your AC. Mm-hmm. That's a thing. I love yeah. it. Yes. I didn't know that was a thing. Yes. How how do you how do you go about that? And what is your and what is your, the, what are the signature notes of your scent? So my scent is a woody scent because I love woods and it has some citrus in it. Um, I based my scent off kind of what. So have you guys ever been to Hotel Cost in Paris? No. Okay. If you go to Hotel Cost, anyone will tell you because they have a florist. They have their own little flower thing there. And you smell this incredible smell. So like my scent has um, some orchids in it as well because I love orchids. I love orchids. I customize my scent based off the the smell I love at Hotel Cost and also the scents I gravitate to that I wear in my cologne collection because I love scents. I love them. I bathe in them. I want to, I love when I walk somewhere, like I was in the grocery store two weeks ago, some guy runs me down. He's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I just had to tell you, you walked past me and you smell incredible. I'm like, thanks, honey. Um, But that I love. So I based my scent off the scents I wear every day and also kind of what I love about Hotel Cost. And I started doing this because I would go in hotels, as you as, as you ladies know, you go in hotels and you smell this scent everywhere. And it's like, what the mm-hmm. fuck? you know, every room, everything has this, this smell. 
So I started researching it and I reached out to the company that does it. And I said, I want to know, can, do you do this for residentials? And they said, yes, we can offer smaller machines. And that's how I started to do it. So even if you don't have an AC unit, you can do like a floor model and just put it on your floor. It's a stand-up model. But that's how I started to get into it was I loved going into hotels. We all know, like we associate the one hotel has their smell. You know, like we know certain hotels and the smells, we expect them. It's like walking by Abercrombie. Abercrombie does it. You know what an Abercrombie smells like because they're pumping the smell in the AC. And I reached out to the company and I started to have it in my house Mm -hmm. and I did it in projects. Total game changer, creates a whole experience. I love it. Again, it's part of your lifestyle. It's lifestyle, yes. Everything is about an experience. All right. Well, Travis, would you mind helping us with a design dilemma? Knock it out. Go. I'm ready. All right. This one is from Stacy, and she writes, Hi, ladies and fabulous guest. She knew it was you. I recently bought a house in the country, and the previous owner turned the garage into a primary bedroom and bathroom. The ceiling is in this room is very low and has two different areas with a tray ceiling. I think this was done to create as much height in the areas and allow a higher ceiling, but still the tallest part of the ceiling is seven and a half feet. I'm told there isn't any easy option to raise this ceiling, so I think I'll be living with it for the foreseeable future. There is currently a ceiling fan that needs to go due to aesthetics, but it also the ceiling feels way too low to have a fan flying above your head. My plan is to replace the carpet with a wall-to-wall seagrass carpet and layer with a rug. Oh, replace the baseboards the trim with a rug. With the seagrass carpet? Yeah. Oh, no, honey. No, so we're not going to do that. seagrass. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Right. I, I purposely did not. I purposely wanted to hear this right on the dot so this, so so I can give you my honest dying tips on the dot. So I'm just now hearing this for the first okay. time. I'm looking it back by that suggestion, but continue. Sorry, Darn. Okay. Okay, I'll keep going. No worries. Okay. Place the baseboards, trim, and the doors. Replace the blinds with other blinds or drapery. Replace the sliding glass door with French doors, paint, and get new furniture. And then this is her actual her, her questions. What color should I paint this room, and what do you do with the ceiling? Should the entire ceiling be the same color as the walls to make the trays fade away, or should the molding be painted a different color than the ceiling to accentuate it? There's actually three layers to the ceiling, the main ceiling, the tray molding, and then the ceiling within the trays. I have no clue, she writes. The second question is, flush mount light, my only option in the place of this ceiling fan. And then should I put some type of blinds or windows drapery that covers them both or should the drapes go all the way to the floor this would only be the for decorate or this would only be decorative and light blocking um privacy is not an issue and then what window treatment would you do over french doors and then any suggestions for furniture and the arrangement and any other decor the room is 19 feet long and the area between the arch doorway and the sliding glass door is about 15 feet and the area from the end of the bed to the wall with the closed door is 11 and a half feet. And then she's um, attached a few different photos. So you can see this ceiling. So it's kind of a long rectangular room. A converted it does garage. Have, yes. Yeah. It's a garage. So it's low, like she said. Mm-hmm. Very low. And then it has two big. Feet. Yeah. Two, yeah. So, all right. Step one, you want to go ahead. She's going to rip out the carpet and thinking wall to wall seagrass. What should she do with the rug? No. Well, first off, the, the seagrass thing is a no. Automatically, I'm going to tell you that's run for the hills, honey. No. If it's already a small space, you need to make it seem bigger. You need wood or you need tile flooring. That 
is the number one thing, especially if you were going to do carpet over that seagrass. Are you kidding me? That would already add height or visually already. Um, and it will make the space feel smaller. First thing is no, drop the seagrass. You need either tile or wood to put the rug over that okay. because that will make it seem more open. Okay, that's great. All right, so her next one is how to and what should she do with painting this room? So I said this before, to make something look bigger, I painted all the same mm -hmm. colors. So I would say painted all the same color, except the border trim that she talked about that's on the inside of where the wall goes up paint that yeah. little section a different color. That's the only the only section I would say paint a different color and that is for it to accentuate that part. Okay, so the walls, the ceiling, the main, the ceiling in the tray all yes. the same color but the molding around the inset of the tray. The tray. Paint that a different color. Yes. Okay. And that's to accentuate it more than anything. Okay. Okay. And then Would you go a dark color or a light color on this on something with such low ceilings? So that's a good question. That actually, again, personal. I would need to ask her, and this is a, something for her to think about. What feelings and emotions do you want your guests to feel when they come over to your house? That is the bigger thing of how you would figure out what colors to do. It really doesn't matter. I would say the tone of the color, it matters what she wants her guests to feel. I'll give you the perfect example. In my guest room, I wanted my guests to feel very serene, very spa-like. I wanted it to feel like they were isolated and not, not in the same house. So in that room, I did more of a darker color on the wall. I did, a, it's like a bronze gold color I did on the wall. And I actually did the ceiling, which normally I do the ceiling the same color. I did the ceiling the same tone, but I didn't, the walls are metallic and the ceiling is flat. Because I wanted to create something, I wanted to create something, what? a different variable. But the, I chose those colors because I wanted my guests to feel serene. I wanted them to feel like they were in a spa. Um, so I would just ask her what she wants her guests to feel. She mentioned, or, well, you mentioned earlier that she's in a house in the country. Does she want her guests to feel like they're in a country escape? Then I would go for shades of green, blue, even a burnt yellow. Does she want her guests to feel like they're in a serene spa? If so, those are not the colors that I would choose. Um, so it just depends on what she wants her guests to feel. Okay. What about a flush mount light? Is that the only option for where that ceiling fan is? Yes, because you have seven and a half, your ceilings are seven and a half feet, but you can do a flush mount chandelier, which is going to mm -hmm. be more wider than a regular flush mount. And Kelly Wester makes a fabulous one. So you can do a flush mount chandelier of a wide one, which will give you kind of mm -hmm. more of a decorative thing and make it more bigger as well and not so small. So, yes, a flush mount is your only way, but you can do a wide one. Okay. No, I think you're totally right. Um, should she put some type of blinds on the windows or drapes? How should she treat that one wall that has the French doors and the windows if it's not for actual privacy? But it's for light? Yes. So this is just for, yeah, like, look, it's more decorative. and light I would do blinds. I honestly would do wood blinds. Um, also, you can put them on you could put them on an opening door as well. And I love it because they are more decorative and you can have them open, which gets more light. And when the, you know, you can you know, can change their openness to when you want to block light. I would do wood blinds. It would also add a certain design aesthetic to the whole room. Okay. Love it. And you can get them in new colors. So you can get them in light, gray, white. I mean, you can get them in a wide range of colors as well. Okay. I did not know that either. And then any other kind of suggestions for furniture arranging and decorating in this room? 
I saw the photo, actually. I, I saw the photo. I didn't read it, but I just saw the photo. So I would do two chairs in front of the bed. The space is actually nice. Like, has, I know the viewers are not able to see it, and it sounds like a garage turned into a bedroom. It actually looks like a bedroom. Like, you would never know this was a garage mm-hmm. unless she right. had said this was a garage yeah, space. That's true. Even the ceilings look incredible. So I would actually make this feel like a hotel suite. And because we don't have much room, she she gave us one wall that's like 11 feet. I would do two chairs in front of the bed, right on that wall where she has that little thing on it. I would do a small, thin dresser. And I would also then put the TV on that side. On the right-hand wall where she has that tall, like glass-like dresser, I would actually do mm-hmm. a mirror there because we need a mirror in this room. I would do a mirror there. Okay. And of course, two nightstands because there is enough room for two nightstands on the side. This is actually a nice space. I know the viewers can't see it, but you would—we never would have known this was a garage. It looks like a master yeah, bedroom. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can tell it has the lower ceilings, but I feel like this could be so cozy because of it. It could be like, so leaning. cozy, just like a hotel suite. Guests are coming to their hotel escape for the weekend. She's never going to get mm-hmm. rid of them. Never. <laughs> and it looks like with French doors too. It looks like they have their own exit too. She's never going to see them. I know they're going to always stay. Want to stay over? Tell her I'm coming over. <laughs> She's going to like pack in the color that way. Yes, yeah, yeah, color. Add lots of color. Travis is coming. <laughs> well, Travis, thank you so much. Can you tell everyone where to find you, follow you, all the good stuff, so they can be part of your lifestyle brand? Yes. So you can find me on Instagram at Travis London or at Studio London Co. And you can also find me online at studiolondon.com. Yes. He's very easy to find, guys, and and fun to follow. So um, definitely check out the show house that's going on. Um, It's virtual, so you get to walk through and it's beautiful. And check out all his work. Thank you, ladies, for having me. Thank you so much, Travis, for being here. This was so fun. Thank you, guys. And that's our show. You can find all of the show notes on our blog, howtodecorate.com slash podcast. To send in a decorating dilemma, email your questions to podcast at ballarddesigns.net so we can help you with your space. And of course, be sure to follow us on social media at Ballard Designs. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. And please leave us a review. We'd love to hear your feedback. Until next time, happy Happy decorating. decorating.